triangle, right? I, I figured it out. Voice of reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe the Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch the Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. It, it, I don't even know what it's called, the Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to the Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Yo 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 I don't know, that's what my young boys say. Drop on the clues bump for Lil Boss. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I just felt like screaming that out this morning. How y'all feel on this fine Friday? Angelie, do you feel better? Yes, I feel much better. Just so y'all know. I can't have pineapple ever, so I guess I sometimes I have something and I have, it has pineapple in it and I don't know. And it gives me like the worst cramps. Like I can't stand up or do anything for some hours. Oh, so is it I have the citrus? A, it is the acidity of it. Acidity. So it's not a... Yeah, it's very acidic, and so it it makes me like crippled for a little while. So I, I had some, I guess something I had must have had pineapple in it, and I didn't know. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, you didn't know. Like I hate people that say I'm allergic to fish, but let me just try it now, and then they get sick and be like, you know, sometimes this happens. Well, don't eat fish. That's a shame that mm. some people are cursed and are allergic to fish. Y'all don't know what y'all missing. Mm-hmm. I love seafood. And people tell me I don't eat fish. You know, I've never. I've never had seafood, I, and I'm not allergic. Mm. I just don't mm. like it. Mm-mm. You never had. I don't like the smell crab of it. Legs. You never had. Mm. Nope. Lobster. You nope. never had shrimp. I'm, Shrimps. One time at a wedding, fish. I ate some fish by accident. I almost threw up. Oh, oh, you don't know what you miss. Yeah, I'm a seafood head. I'm from the Low Country, eight four three. You heard me, okay? I love seafood. Yeah, growing up in New York, the only seafood uh, we knew was shrimp fried rice. Boy, mm. boy, <laughs> shut up! Listen, go boom, come over there and beat you up. No, listen, that's the only no seafood. You never had fish. You never no, had fish sticks or not, tuna fish? No, not out of you never a can had a, with mayonnaise. You never had a fish sandwich? No. A fish sandwich on not, white bread? A fillet, you never had a filet of fish? No, not nice until piece I got of to white. When I got to Hampton out in Virginia, that's when it opened me up to fish. But before that, the only fish I ever had was shrimp fried rice. That's what? not fish. No. Well, it's shrimp. Boy, shut up. Just shut up this morning if that you can't think of nothing better to say. No, that was the only <laughs> little bit of seafood that I had. My dad was allergic to seafood, <laughs> so we never had seafood in the house. The only thing I had with a little bit of seafood was shrimp fried rice. He said the only fish I ever All had right, was but shrimp. Don't say- yeah, and don't say growing up in New York. Like, that's a New York thing. That was you growing up in the Casey household. That's yeah, not a New York thing. That was me growing up in New York. That's all I had. Even, even my whole family. That was me. I said me. Me. That's me. Me. Fish, Casey. Fish. Why you got to drag New York down with you, though? That's all I no, had. No, no, don't drag it. Don't say do it in New York. That's, I love that. That's love all I had. But now say growing I, up in Queens. Say growing up in Queens. Now, when I went to Hampton, and we were in Hampton, Virginia, and it was right by the water. I had everything. I had that's the first time I ever had crawfish. That's the first time I even know mm. learned how to open up a crab leg. That's the first time I ever had. So how was your nickname, mm. PJ Shrimp? Because mm. I was Very small and short. <laughs> I'm hungry, guys. <laughs> me too. I'm starving now. Now I want me some fish. PJ Shrimp never had any fish but shrimp. <laughs> well, that is the truth. Shrimp, all right. <laughs> I want some fish and grits right now. Some oh. fried fish. All right, and grits. fat boy. Let's get the show. Nice is it shrimp? Is it shrimp or fish? No, 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 no. It's a shellfish. Okay, I just it's had to double check that. So it's a fish, it's but a it's fish? a shellfish. 
I don't know. I don't. I mean, see that. You I don't said, even know when you're talking I about it. You never thought about it. I never thought about it. All right, me neither. It is a shellfish, but I mean, it's a shrimp. I don't know. I just told you the only seafood I had is a kid. It's a shrimp. I like shrimps. It's shrimp, sir. No, it's shrimp. S K R I M P. I'm from South Carolina. It's a shrimp. All right. Well, speaking of shrimp and small people, I actually got a chance to see Charlemagne's billboard this morning as I was driving by. I tried to get a picture. It was mad blurry. I forgot about it. Look at look at this picture. We should have the. I think the drone took. Some pics yesterday. Like, oh yeah, the drone. Look, look, yeah. look how fast I was driving. Fast. I tried to pull up. I was like, hey, I got man. a little picture I posted on my at my IG. That's, yeah, salute What's the, the billboard of? Uh, okay. the, the We've Got Answers project that uh, re- I released on Audible on Wednesday, and it's myself, Tamika Mallory, Ebony K. Williams, and Dr. Claude Anderson on the We've Got Answers billboard. Salute to everybody that's been uh, downloading We've Got Answers on Audible. It's free if you got an Audible membership. So check that out. Yeah, if you look on my page, you could kind of see the picture, but I was driving and I pulled the phone, so it's like Charlemagne's just this a little blurry. This sounds dangerous. He's a little blurry, but you can see it. But anyway, let's get the show cracking. Steve Stout will be joining us this morning. Okay. Fresh off a $50 million uh, deal with Apple for mm-hmm. United Masters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also Lil TJ will be joining us. His album is out today. Destined to Win. It's mm-hmm. out right now. Salute to my man Lil TJ. Uh, my, my friend Noodle's been telling me about Lil TJ for a long, 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 long time. A couple years now. Mm-hmm. And Noodle's is fat. That means nothing. I just wanted what to throw is, that what out. What does that have what? to do with anything? He's just fat. I like to remind him. Because he wasn't always <laughs> this not, way. No, he wasn't always don't fat. Don't fat shame people. I'm not fat shaming him. I'm just letting him know. It's just an adjective. It is what it is. He's fat. He used to not be fat. Yeah, known, him for a long, known him for damn near 20 years. He went to college with wax. He's, you know, but too much seafood in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> too much seafood. <laughs> All right. Too much shrimp. Too All much right. shrimp. All right. Too much fried shrimp. Front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about COVID-19, and they are saying that the Pfizer vaccine is highly effective according to this ongoing trial after six months so far. We'll give you more information. Oh, my goodness. They change up every other minute. All right. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now, the NCAA Women's Final Four will have two black coaches for the first time. Let's right? go, South Game Carolina's Cox. Dawn Stanley and Arizona's Adia Barnes. Dropping the clues bonds for the South Carolina Gamecocks. Damn it. So that's tonight. South Carolina takes on Stanford at 6, and Arizona takes on UConn at 9.30. The men's games are Saturday night. Salute to everybody in the 803 Columbia, South Carolina, USC. That's my wife's alma mater, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also lived in Columbia and did radio down there on Hot 103.9, the station that we're currently on syndicated. Even though I did get fired from there. But I'm back. All right. What else we got? Easy. All right. President Joe Biden is reviewing whether or not he has the legal authority to cancel student debt. And he said uh, he's going to decide how to proceed once he reviews the memo, which could be sent to his desk in the next few weeks. He's been backing, canceling up to $10,000. But he said he doesn't think he has the legal authority to wipe out as much as $50,000 without congressional action. So we'll find out whether or not he has the power. So why he didn't say that on the campaign trail? On the campaign trail, you had guys like Joe Biden, uh, even Elizabeth Warren, I think Bernie Sanders as well, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. all saying that they were going to erase student loan debt. That was something that they campaigned on now when you get in the White House you don't know if you can do it legally shouldn't you have known that when you was on saying it on the campaign they're trail? all car salespersons man all they want to do is sell you a car this car flies this car can never get a flat tire you never need to change the brakes then when you buy the car 
Oh, I need to change my brakes. This car can't fly. It's the same thing. Lord have mercy. Well, he said he, he will do up to 10000 but he doesn't know if he has the legal authority to do as much as 50000 now. Some people are arguing that he does have that authority under the Higher Education Act of 1965, which gave the education secretary the authority to back student loans, and he has already exercised that authority according to proponents of debt cancellation by pausing student loan payments during the coronavirus pandemic. Can he do it by executive so. order? That's what he's trying to see if he could do it without going through Congress. Mm, okay. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. 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 Maybe I'm mistaken him. Then he did say he, uh, he wanted to. He wanted the immediate cancellation of ten thousand or more in federal student loans. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. He's he's backing ten thousand, but they want fifty thousand, up to fifty thousand. So. All right. The Biden administration has announced a five hundred thousand dollar mask innovation challenge. You know, they still want people to wear masks. So right now they're asking inventors to contribute their own designs for effective everyday masks. And what this design challenge will do is uh, pay up to uh, 10 winning ideas. They'll they'll have to split about $100,000. And oh. entries for the phase of this challenge will be accepted until April 21st. Oh, y'all late. And in the next fit. Mm-hmm. They late. The hood been doing that. I got a designer mask on right now. This is my man Steve Smith cut to it. It says mask up, son. You know how many masks out mm-hmm. there with fly designs on them? There's people out there that probably already made $100,000 selling masks. Well, these prototypes also have to meet certain criteria on filtration, fit, comfort, and large-scale manufacturing. So after that first phase, there'll be a second phase where as many as five chosen winners will split $400,000. And they'll be given access to the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority resources to get those prototypes prototypes finished mm. so if you're a designer out there and you can meet all these prototypes not a bad contest to enter and then when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine for Pfizer they are doing ongoing trials they're saying the vaccine is still highly effective after six months now protection likely lasts even longer than that but they say having that data showing good protection six months after is good news so after you get vaccinated that's what we know so far obviously we won't know more until it's been a year two years so we'll see all right. Well, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Smiley. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Smelly. What's going on? Smiley. Smiley. Oh, Smiley. Yeah, what's happening, y'all? Angela Charlemagne, Envy. What's going on? Happy Friday to y'all. Happy what Friday up, to you, bro. Hey, what's up? happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, Angela and Charlemagne, I know y'all the avid readers on the show. I got to get at y'all, man, because I read a lot of books. I'm on the Audible. Me and my wife listen to a lot of books. I got a problem with y'all review. I know we champion our people and all of that. Sister Soldier, I waited for that book for a long time. If y'all listen or read that book, y'all know that book was trash. I haven't finished it. I got distracted. I actually started listening to um, uh, uh, Cast on on Audible. So I got to go back to it. Isabel Wilkerson? Yeah, Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. I I started listening to that. Yeah, I read that. That was a really along the same realm as uh, Sister Soldier. Nah, 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 nah. Not at all. Oh, so you you didn't like it? What didn't you like about it? It was nothing like the first one. I mean, we waited like 20 years. But you wanted to, uh, now hold on. Why should it be like the first one? I mean, come on, Angela. I mean, give me an honest opinion. I listen to your lip services. I know your book clubs and all of that. 
I, I respect your feelings about books, your thoughts about books. There's no way you could tell me that that book. It was confused. I mean, it was. It was. It was. I didn't know what was what? going on at first, but I was. You know, it was different. It was different. I haven't finished. It wasn't it. up until probably about the last thirty minutes hour of the book that it went into anything like. Now she's in she's in hell the whole time. It's, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. People might not have read it. Hold on, hold oh, on. Understood, understood. My apologies. My can I make apologies. can I make but a yeah. can I make a good audible recommendation for you? Absolutely. There's a book called We've Got Answers. And it's a, a yeah, and it's a collective brain trust of uh, uh like fourteen brilliant black people. And it's a white man named James Altucher who uh, crowdsourced a whole bunch of questions from white people. And they're asking all the black people these questions. People like Dr. Claude Anderson and Tamika Mallory mm-hmm. and Nina Turner, Teslin Figueroa, Nori Muhammad. I think you'll like it. David Banner, Eric uh, Alexander. Yeah, you should check it out. It's called We've Got Answers on Audible right now. Absolutely. I With think it's great. Trial going on this could week, be I've been listening to Sirius every day, but I've been trying to get in time to listen to the other books. But We've Got Answers? Absolutely. I'm on it. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? This is Sly from uh, Glassman in Maryland. What's up, bro? Sly. Get it off your chest. Yeah, man, so I'm just want to call in, man. I'm a struggling entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur for about 10 years, fresh out of high school. Um, and, uh, you know, it's hard out here, you feel me, trying to beat the corporate trap. I got a uh, wholesaling real estate company I just launched a few months ago. Okay. And I'm trying, to get, I'm trying to get my first deal. You know, I've been studying the wholesaling thing for about two years now. Mm. I got a clothing line um, called Glass Manor Clothing. I'm trying to put on for my city how Nip did. I met him in 2018 at the uh, Fillmore Silver Spring. You know, we chopped it up for a quick second, and he kind of inspired me. You know, he, he got a, he kind of pulled, a, you know, pulled a lot into me at that, you know, that little bit of time. And um, you know, it's hard out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get business funding for my whole. So, do company. you have a, you have a real estate license and everything? So I was going to do that, but I feel like. You don't, kinda, you don't need it for wholesaling. Yeah, you don't need it I'm for just wholesaling. Asking, I'm just asking if you have it, because I feel yeah, like I, things like that are beneficial still. Yeah, d- definitely, though, and I, and I agree. And I feel like I, I'd be kind of like missing deals if I didn't have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like some deals would slip through my fingers, because a lot of people like doing things a traditional way. But we're having, yeah. uh, you know, having and then even. And in certain in certain situations, to make money off of real estate, it is you have to have your real estate license because it's illegal for you to make certain amounts of money right. with referrals and all of that if you don't have your license. And a lot of titling companies they don't really like wholesalers. You know, they think we kind of yeah. Nobody really likes wholesalers. I just want to recommend getting it just because you can do the virtual classes online and then you have to take the test in person. And I think it's a worthwhile thing if this is what you really want to do and it all comes down to mastering something. And that's why I say it would be beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also got a question for you, though. Yeah, man, I got my wife, right? So I married her like 2019. And I just went straight to the courthouse because, you know, I'm all about uh, legacy. So... She had my son. I just went straight to the courthouse, you know, got the paperwork, told her, you know, fast me copyright ID and apply for the certificate. But I, so I, I never proposed to her, but I want to, like, recreate that and, and let her experience that. But I don't really know. That's dope. 
you know, I, mean, I don't really know how to go about it. You feel me to make it special? You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to get your perspective on that. Uh, I think it depends on what type of person she is. Is she the type of person that would want this to happen in front of her friends and family, or was oh, she rather God. a private moment? Nah, she she act like she ain't really like that. But I, I know, I know, she definitely want to have that memory. You know what I mean? Had them pictures though. Yeah, so get the friends and family together, plan a little, you know, have a dinner, then have them show up. Or maybe you guys walk in somewhere and they're all waiting and you do it in front of everybody and have somebody filming it. Make sure that she looks nice that day, though. Her hair is done, nails done, like y'all are going somewhere. Yeah, it's going to have to be some, like, balls type. But, uh... What? What you think? Like, (laughs) not that balls, man. Balls what? What part? Um, as far as like the real estate, like wholesaling, um, I mean, wholesaling you know is a tough thing. I mean, you, you, what you're really trying to do is find people that are have stranded and abandoned properties and sell it to investors, or you know, which is very difficult. You got to get out there on the street. You got to send out flies. You got to make phone calls. Wholesaling is not I'm easy. You ain't got to really spend a lot of your money to put down on homes, but you just got to be able to get those contracts, and it's a lot of work. I mean, it's not going to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. A lot of no, people, are, a, a lot of people are successful doing it. Not too many, but. Uh, Carlos Reyes does his thing with it. Uh, a lot of people do. But I would just tell you this. I would just say, you know, you have to put the work in. You have to find the deals. And you got to remember that there's a bunch of wholesalers out there trying to find the deals. So what makes you better than them? So you got to nah, figure that fact. out and, and, and attack. No, nah, that's a fact. And, I, and I'm putting out I'm putting out about 100 signs a month. Uh, I subscribe to PropStream. So I'm on that four hours a day. I'm actually calling from work right now. And, you know, I sit at the computer all day and do that. But I appreciate y'all taking my call for sure. Good luck. And if you ever right. got any great deals, you could always send them my way. So you know my and Instagram. That, and that, yeah, definitely. I'm going to send them your way for sure. All right, brother. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Yeah, you got rumors? Yes, you know, April Fool's Day was yesterday. I gave y'all advance warning not to fall for some of these tricks. And we'll tell you some of the April Fool's Day jokes that went down. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, on Wednesday, we talked about Michael Strahan closing the gap between his teeth in the rumor report. If you all recall, listen to this. Well, Michael Strahan got rid of his gap. And I mean that gap between his front teeth. But let's not forget, tomorrow is April Fool's Day. So I just want to remind you all all that because, you know, there's April Fool's Day things happening. You're right. All right. Well, guess what? We were right. It was an April Fool's Day joke. Here is Michael Strahan, and he posted this on social media before pulling his face mask down. I appreciate all the love for the gap, and you know, and I've had it for almost 50 years now. I know the shocker to see it gone, but I just want to tell you guys that, um, you know, I appreciate all that love that you show and, and be you, live the way you want to live, do what makes you happy because I did, and I am happy. Um, that that I did it. So I just wanted to say, April Fools. That's great. As I was saying the other day, for someone like Michael Scrahan, who has taken pride in this gap and gave people with gaps confidence, it's good that he, he didn't close it. That's his calling card, because if he did close it, it would make me wonder, was you ever really that secure about it? So, so I'm glad he didn't close it. Mm-hmm. All right, now DJ Quick, in the meantime, went ahead and did an April Fool's Day joke. He posted on his social media, I'm on my way to the hospital. Someone just shot into my car seven to ten times on the freeway. I got hit twice. Pray for me. So a lot of people were praying for him. 
But then he posted a few hours later, oh yeah, April Fool. I see people, a lot of people didn't find that funny. Yeah, I see people mad about that, but I mean, isn't that what an April Fool's joke is? And it's not like he uh, hurt anybody else in the process. He put it on himself. Right. Now he got to deal, right, he deal with that energy. Here's, here's what he said. Mm-hmm. April Fool's Day. Now y'all got to chop that. I got y'all. That was a good one. Damn, I impressed myself with that. But yeah, no, it was just happy April Fool's Day. <laughs> I wouldn't speak that into existence, but nope, nope, nope. in the era that we in, if you're really trying to get somebody on April Fool's, it has to be extreme, people. Hmm. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can do what you want. I'm not throwing that energy. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to try, if you're trying to do an April Fool's joke on people, it has to be extreme. It has to be something like, ah, oh, nah, he wouldn't lie about that or she wouldn't lie about that. And then it's like, nope, April Fool's. Mm. Yeah, like you can't get pregnant and announce it on April Fool's Day. No one's going to believe Nobody will believe Everyone it. does that joke. <laughs> All right, Snoop Dogg has joined NBC's The Voice as season 20's mega mentor. He posted, this is not a joke, because, you know, like I said, you couldn't really make any announcements yesterday. But, yes, he is joining The Voice. So the current cast of coaches includes John Legend, Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, and Blake Shelton. Okay. And his debut is set for April 19th. Boy, one thing about Snoop Dogg, he ain't going to never run out of no money. Nope. Drop one of clues bomb Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he always get a check somewhere. Snoop Dogg is something. the most employable man in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> He's the most employable person in the world. Who gets more opportunities and jobs than Snoop Doggy Dog? Nobody. And he stays himself the whole <laughs> yep. time. Snoop is not switched up once. Nope. He hasn't compromised himself at all. Drop nope. one of clues bombs for Uncle Snoop, man. All right, and Jeezy and Jeannie Mai got married in a private ceremony at their house in Atlanta. And this is not a joke either. They actually had an extensive profile in Vogue magazine. It was a small ceremony, and friends and family did attend. Originally, they were planning to get married in the south of France or at Lake Cuomo, but because of the pandemic, they just did it at the house. It looked really beautiful, though. Yeah, congrats to Jeezy and Jeannie Mai. I can't wait till they have kids. I hope they have a little girl and name her Jeannie. Then they can call her Young Jeannie growing up. Amazing. All right. Well, the, uh, Jeannie Mai told Vogue magazine, we were really looking forward to having all of our friends and family there to celebrate, but we had to change all of our wedding plans due to COVID. After Jeezy's mother unexpectedly passed, we quickly learned that life is too short. And at the end of the day, Jeezy and I really just wanted to become husband and wife. So we decided to turn our original wedding into a mini-money where we exchanged our vows in front of our immediate family and a few close friends. I love it. Yep, Marriage is a beautiful thing. All right. Well, congratulations to the happy couple. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now we got front page news next. Yes. And let's talk about Derek Chauvin and the trial for George Floyd's death. We'll give you some insight as to what happened yesterday. Not looking good for Derek Chauvin. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition. Empowering students to go out and do. Visit mountaindew.com slash real change to enter. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the NCAA Women's Final Four will have two black coaches for the first time South, Car- South Carolina's Dawn Staley and Arizona's Adia Barnes. So, South Carolina takes on Stanford at 6, Arizona takes on UConn at 9 30. Come on, South Carolina Gamecocks. Drop on the clues bonds for the Gamecocks. 803. It's my wife's alma mater right there, University of South Carolina. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? 
All right, Derek Chauvin, as you know, was on trial for George Floyd's death. And let's talk about what happened yesterday. Paramedic Derek Smith took to the stand and he talked about arriving on the scene and seeing George Floyd on the ground and three officers on top of him. And what happened after that? He talked about George Floyd's overall condition. Here's what he said. Why didn't you just have the officer help you continue so you could go straight to the hospital? That's not what we do. Is it because he's not an EMT? Any layperson can do chest compressions. There's no reason Minneapolis couldn't have started chest compressions. That's not my question. My question is, he's not an EMT, correct? I don't know the level of certification of the individual that got into the back of my rig. All right. You wanted a partner who could help you out, correct? I wanted as many people that were willing to help me at that time to work this cardiac arrest. All right, and that was the defense questioning him about that. Uh, also, retired Sergeant David Ploger took the stand. He's from the Minneapolis Minneapolis Police Department, and he talked about a phone call that he had with Derek Chauvin on that day after Chauvin nailed on George Floyd's neck. And here's what he had to say about that conversation. I believe he told me that they had uh, put uh, Mr. Floyd, uh, I didn't know his name at the time, but uh, Mr. Floyd in the car. Uh, he'd become combative. I think he mentioned that uh, he'd injured... Uh, it was either his nose or his mouth, a bloody lip, I think. And uh, eventually, uh, after struggling him with him, uh, he'd suffered a medical emergency and an ambulance was called. Did he tell you um, whether he personally applied any particular type of force or restraint to Mr. Floyd? I don't believe so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I keep trying to watch the trial, but it's very hard because mm -hmm. it's amazing how much George Floyd's, you know, character is on trial. You know, I don't care if he had a, had a, if he did drugs, if he had an alcohol problem, none of that matters. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? He got mur murdered by Derek Chauvin and they keep trying to, you know, uh, bring up George Floyd's past. Why they don't talk about Derek Chauvin's past history? history. He's got a violent past, 17 complaints against him in, in, in damn near two decades. And he's used fatal force before, mm -hmm. meaning he's killed someone in the line of duty before. Why is none of that coming up? Or will it? I well, don't know. Here's Here's some more from the retired Sergeant David Ploger, where he talks about this is and was excessive use of force. And is the placement of a knee on a subject's neck a use of force? Yes. Do you have an opinion as to when the restraint of Mr. Floyd should have ended in this encounter? Yes. What is it? When Mr. Floyd was no longer offering up any resistance to the officers they could have into the restraint. And that was after he was handcuffed and on the ground and no longer resistant. Correct. Oh, God. Listen, man. Derek Chauvin's going to prison. I hope so. He, he, I nah, pray he, he does. He is. You could tell that sergeant was like, man, I don't want to have to do this, but I got to tell the truth. And I, w I once again, I wish they would bring up Derek Chauvin's, uh, you know, use of force history. He's mm -hmm. had 17 complaints um, well, against Well, maybe him. they will. We're, we're only a couple days in. Well, so. no. The USA Today had an article out yesterday and the headline was saying how they weren't going to bring up um, like 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 six of the six of those incidents. So I don't know. Are they going to bring up the rest? But can't, I wonder if they can. If they can. I don't know. Because this is a different case. You know, I don't know. They say the jury won't well, hear about six Well, if you talk about, about people's past, you know, you got you to gotta bring that up too. Is this a pattern of behavior? And Courtney Ross also took the stand. That was George Floyd's girlfriend at the time. She had been in a relationship with him since August of 2017. They were together still. And she also talked about their relationship. She said he was a mama's boy and he was devastated and broken when his mother died. And he also had been uh, tested positive for COVID-19 in late March and he had been quarantining. And she also said they both struggled with opioid addiction. So... The reason why she probably brought that up is because it's more favorable for her to bring that up rather than to have the other side reveal it. 
So they said prosecutors asked about that first to get ahead of some of the defense team's arguments because they were trying to say this whole thing was because of medical issues mm. and drug use. But mm. she brought it up first. Yeah, and people should go read that article in the USA Today yesterday because, you know, they talk about how 18 complaints have been filed against Derek Chauvin, but only one will be introduced at trial. And, you know, they they, they, they fought to try to get um uh, eight incidents involving Derek Chauvin, you know, brought up at the trial. But the judge only allowed two of them. Why? I do not know. But if I, I know if you got 17 complaints against you and you've used fatal force before, that should be in court because it shows you have a history of this. Why it's not, I don't know. Well, I do know. What am I talking about? Because he's a white man. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, yesterday, this clip was circulating online. Can we play the clip? So, cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out. Is having control over your other women. Is using condoms and not having babies. Like... Cheat respectfully because, believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one-night stand. I'll only leave my man for three weeks. Three things. You bring me home an STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. First of all, first of all, don't be just throwing stuff like that on me, DJ Envy. Okay? You could have a much better segue before we just jumped into that one. No, okay. that's what that's that's a clip that was going all over internet yesterday. Well, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Do it the right way. It's, yes. I don't know if this, if this based on this topic. Let's go. Start. All right. It's Friday, so you know what that means. <laughs> it's stupid, stupid, stupid Friday. Why are we talking about this? This is a clip that's been going on crazy <laughs> online. I think it's stupid. Um, so let's open up the phone lines. Eight hundred five eight five cheating. One zero five one. Is there a way to respectfully cheat? Mm. Mm. No, I'll answer that right now. No. I mean, hell no. No I way. Just, With a I period. just think that you can't predict. You can say, "Oh, as long as I don't find out about it," but you can't predict if someone's going to find out if you cheated on them. Usually, what's done in the dark comes to the light. Absolutely. So. And that's the thing, right? I've always said that. Well, back in the day, I used to say it's not the cheating that gets you in trouble; it's the getting caught. But mm-hmm. as a man, it's very hard to live with the guilt of knowing that you're cheating on your woman. Like, your woman is supposed to be your best friend, especially Correct. if you're married. You come home and you lay next to her every night. You know, you got kids and you're supposed to be some real individual, but you lying to this person all the time. That's n- I, I can't live that way. That's no way for me to live. Okay? Right. That's why I haven't cheated since October 2016. So let's open the up the phone lines. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Is there a respectful? Uh, is there a respectfully way? A respectful way to cheat? I should say. And all men that call up remain anonymous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, there is, to me, there is no way. Once you cheat, you're foul. You, you're a dirt diggler. It's horrible. I've been that. Charlemagne has been that. Let's not be too hard on ourselves. We have not. Yes, you know, some cheating. Some cheating is, but I understand. Cheating can be really crazy. Like when you bring when you bring somebody into the house, into the bed that you sleep in with your significant other, that's disgusting. That's something that you're like, I could never forgive that. that? Oh no, I know Derek Jackson did that. You know, I ain't never did that. No, not at all. But all No, people have done that. All cheating is disrespectful and disgusting. Give you, it is, but give yourself some grace. Be kind to yourself. We're going to be kind to each other this morning. We no, we've, we've, are, evolved, we've evolved. We've changed. We are and different we're, and humans. We're speaking better and we're trying to, you know. That's right. I mean, to, is to it? And, but, and I would, and I would think you guys people. would say certain things are forgivable because y'all have gotten forgiveness, right? I mean, there was a time. Amen. I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had it both ways. Like, my, my, I've been with my wife for 23 years. Yes, she's cheating on me and I've cheated on her. That's happened. But, you know, for me, it was all about feeding ego. 
I definitely don't, feed I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have I feel, I, I don't feed my ego anymore. I don't want to talk about it. I do feel anymore. like some things are just unforgivable. Like some, certain things that somebody can do is certainly unforgivable. Like I, I can't yeah. forget that. Two of those things that woman named, I totally understand. STD, pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? If you tell a woman, I gotta look at this kid that looks like you. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't even ask yeah. a you, how, how do you even ask a person <laughs> to stay with you when you get another woman pregnant? How do you even ask a woman to stay with you when you give a woman an STD? Well, let's thank God we didn't have to do. Guess what? There's those. plenty of people in these situations right now that are still with that person that had a child right. on them. Right. We, and well, that's their decision. Free zone and if you, yeah, and if and, and if you, if she said, I think she said, gay was the other one, right? Correct. So in that mm-hmm. case, it's like yo, you have to give the woman that you're with a choice. You should let her know, like yo, correct. I'm into. Men too. And then she has the choice on whether or not she wants to stay or whether or not she wants to go. She may not want to deal with that. Correct. Well, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you uh, just join us, we would talk. Well, let's start it Do the it. right way. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Friday. Freaky, Freaky Friday. Our stupid, 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 stupid Friday go. based on go. this topic. There you go. So we're asking if you just join us. Uh, well, let's play the clip. So cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out. Is having control over your other women is using condoms and not having babies. Like, cheat respectfully because believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one night stand. I'll only leave my man for three weeks, three things. You bring me home an STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. So we're asking 800-585-1051, is there a respectful way to cheat? I say no way, not a chance. If you cheat, it's definitely disrespectful regardless. I've been down that road. Charlemagne has been down that road. Don't drag your first of all, speak for You've yourself. You've been down that road, too. I'll speak for myself. You speak for yourself, you bastard. All right? <laughs> I've been down that road. It's something and that I like, regret. he's like, growing up in New York. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not laughing. It's not funny. Don't don't make it a joke. Because that was a, a that, that, that was what I did was disrespectful to my wife. It ain't funny. I don't even want to laugh about it. But That's no, real. there is no respectful way to cheat. All cheated is disrespectful. Don't laugh. I hear you. I hear you laughing. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what are you getting so mad for? Because it's not funny. Yeah, I feel envy. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think there's a respectful way to cheat. You know, um, when you go home to your significant I can only speak for myself. You know, as a man, when I when I'm going home to 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 my wife, you know, a woman that I love, a woman that I say is my, I, my, my, is my best friend. And, you know, I'm a person who thrives on authenticity and being honest. You're not authentic. You're not honest. Nope. You're not real if you're lying to the person that you call your best friend, the person that you took took vows with. So just for me, as, as you know, my, my guilty conscience wouldn't allow me to, to continue to do that. And, you know, that's when you're just feeding your ego. I always say that, you know, when you're sleeping around with a bunch of different women, you're not doing it because you're unhappy at home. You're doing it because you're unhappy with yourself. And, you know, you're but feeding your ego. You got a bunch of insecurities. There are levels. Like, imagine your man was paying for somebody else's rent in their apartment or bought somebody else a house or had this person in your home, Don't in your no marital camp. bed. Can't do nothing to nobody, man. Yeah, I'm not buying no I'm house. Just, you might pay some I'm rent. I'm just saying, things like that happen, and I do feel like that level is like, whoo, because women have forgiven men for cheating, but when they take it to the next level where they're doing all kinds of relationship type things, spending holidays away from their families, well, sneaking out. Wilding. But a lot of times mm-hmm. men just spend the money because it's hush money. 
You know what I'm saying? I'm paying. But they spend the time too. They not just spending the money. Like they spend the time. Imagine they got a key to somebody else's house. Y'all, you getting mail there? Then I gotta drive by, go to the mailbox, and see your address is on the mail. Yo, if you're not gonna say Calvin Hunter's name, (laughs) you're not gonna say his name. Say his name, damn it. His incidents. Well, let's go to the phone line. Hello, who's this? It's crazy. This is Sandra, the Haitian therapist. And Ms. Omni, hell no, there is no respectful way to cheat. Calm down, Sandra. Right. We this is make this what happened? We just, this we just hit, hit, hit a little too close to home for I you. No, Sandra, we agreeing with you. You ain't got to no. yell at us like no. that. And you, and but you know I, what's funny? Isn't it way easier for women to cheat? They act like men can't help themselves. Right, right. A lot of women cheat, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think men don't anticipate. Men are more likely to dismiss it. Like, nah, she wouldn't do that. And women are more likely to investigate, I feel like. Yeah, and it's more acceptable for men to cheat like Megan himself was saying. That Who's Megan? Who's Megan? Oh, oh, the lady. That Megan is yeah. the one that said it on the, um, on oh. the clip. Okay. Thank yeah, you, Sandra. Megan. But, Sandra, do you think there's oh. levels of disrespect, though? Even though it's all disrespectful. No, I don't think that at all. Oh, yeah, hung up on her. And yeah, it's cheating. Like that, even that, that that whole statement is what you call what is that an oxymoron, right? There's a respectful way to cheat. There's no respect. There's no way. respectful way to cheat. There might be a respectful way for you know y'all to have an open relationship. You know what I'm saying? Something like that, but yes. not to cheat. But then that's honest. not cheating. That's not yeah. cheating because you're honest. Hey, back Who did, who's this? Where'd you come from? What's your name, bro? My name is uh, Lamin. <laughs> Where'd you come from? Media acting women. If you ask me, Delmarra. Okay. okay. Both of y'all have disrespectfully cheated on each other. Yeah, both. Yeah, both of y'all respectfully disrespectfully cheated. No, <laughs> uh, no, we have. This is my girlfriend of uh, going on three years now. You've never cheated on her. No, I have never cheated on her, Could... and that's God honest truth. What about you? What about you, young lady? Have you ever cheated on him? I've never cheated on him. Never gave him kitty cat away. I've been loyal to this man since day one. I love it. Thank you. I love you. Y'all would be disrespectful if you admitted it on the air right now. Well, say each other's names just in case. <laughs> yes, if, I have. If, if y'all lying, somebody will call y'all out. So say each other's names way fast. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jackie Moody. You can follow me at Instagram on Melanie Monroe. Damn, give your social security number while you at it, too. Listen, have you? do y'all believe there's a Please respectful way to name. cheat? <laughs> Wait. Hold up. Uh, my name is Lamin. You can follow me on Instagram, XKingLemon. You ain't say your last name. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 I know that cheating laugh. That aha. Uh-huh. When a man goes, aha, uh-huh. boy, you a wild boy, man. You a wild boy. <laughs> nah, nah, listen, though. Like, there is a right way to cheat, but you end up feeling like a scumbag in the end, and it's a lot of work. What's the right way to cheat, sir? Tell me, old wise one. <laughs> What's the right way to cheat? Number one, you make sure that the person that you're messing with already knows that you got a significant other and they know their place and they, they're they okay with their place. You sound like a cheater, yeah, sir. You sound like you know too much, bro. No, keep, ahead, keep, keep digging his grave. Keep digging your grave. Ooh. Go, go number two. Now, I'll be honest. In the past, before I met her, I was. Mm. In the past, mm-hmm. I was. And this is how I know this. Number two, never bring anything home. Never bring no type of itchy. I don't give a f- what it is. Don't bring none of that home. My bad for cut on the radio. But don't bring none of that home. And then, uh, okay. Then how many more? Three, you know, you know too okay. much. Okay, number four. Um, just, just make sure that your house is happy before stepping outside. No, no, no. You I feel you. Not a no, I agree with all you yeah. saying. How about don't cheat at all? I, I, I thought all those things too. <laughs> None of that works. I'm telling you, not, not if you, not if you being honest with yourself. If you lying to yourself, all of that stuff works. But if you being honest with yourself, none of that stuff works because your guilty conscience gonna eat you up. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Is there a respectful way to cheat? 
Uh, let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know in Call me. And your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Friday, so you know what that means. It's Freaky, Freaky, nope. Freaky nope. Friday. Nope. Our stupid, stupid, stupid Friday. Based on this topic. That's right. And it came from a clip that was circulating online yesterday. Let's play the clip. So cheating respectfully to me is cheating where I don't find out is having control over your other women, is using condoms and not having babies. Like, cheat respectfully, because believe it or not, your man is cheating. But I'm not leaving my man over a one-night stand. I will only leave my man for three three things. You bring me home an STD, you have a baby on me, or if you gay. Everything else is work outable for me. Yeah. yeah, so we're asking, is there a respectful way to cheat? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? This is B-White. What's up, bro? We're asking, is there a respectful way to cheat? It's a respectful way for everything. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the respectful us. way? Yes. Please none inform of us. Her friends, none of her friends, no family members, use some protection. And, and, and what's, you know, it's a respectful way to do everything. I disagree. But. Okay, so you're okay if your woman cheats on you. If she you does. No, so if a woman no, does that respectfully, you can be okay with it. It's also a double standard for everything, too. Oh, Lord. It's a double standard. For, look, if a, a woman have a baby, it's mommy's baby, daddy's baby. It's, no, I don't think so. I think th- there is no respectful way to cheat. The act of cheating no. in itself is disrespectful. You disrespecting no, your man, wife. You used to mess with my cousin. You used to mess with my cousin. What's her name? Tasha. In South Carolina. Tasha. You're Tasha. Why you? Why you? Yeah, you why, why you? I don't remember. Her? Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. Okay, put it like that. My bad. That's my bad for saying that. But it, it is a respectful way. Can't to snitch on that man. Now, wait, wait a minute. First of all, first of all, put a timestamp on this. How long ago was this when I allegedly was messing with this woman? Twenty-eight years ago. Eleven years ago, he said he said he said he's free. Might for eight. be a man. I'm not going to deny or confirm. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm a wild boy. That laugh. <laughs> oh, no, nope, don't what up me. I don't know Natasha. I don't know no damn Natasha. I don't know no me. Hey, bro, thank you for calling. Hey, can speak in cold through laughs, boy. <laughs> you wild boy. You wild boy. Oh, boy. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Bree. Hey, Bree. Good morning. Morning. Why you sound so upset? Are there respectful ways to cheat? <laughs> Why is that laugh? Uh, She did the laugh. She did the laugh. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, like, y'all were talking about, you know, if someone's gay, you have to think about still being with them. But I've been with several dudes who are like, it's okay if you cheat as long as it's with another girl. So that's that's your mentality. That's how you feel. I mean, I think that if you have a relationship with someone and you set up boundaries, then you should be able to sleep with whoever you want, personally. But I'm just saying other dudes are normally very chill with you want to hook up with another girl. <laughs> True, but that's not cheating, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you and your man have an understanding, and you know what I'm saying, yeah. he knows that you're going to hook up with girls, you know, every now and again, that's not cheating. Because he's not, you're you're not, not lying like, to each other. Cheating? Yeah, cheating is like the betrayal of the trust. Yeah, the lying, the sneaking around, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, y'all not cheating. Y'all got a, y'all got an understanding. Do you, do you ever let him watch? <laughs> Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, time out. That was the woman code. <laughs> <laughs> you ever let him watch? Um, you know, 
That's for that's between me and him. <laughs> True indeed. There you go. May Some God bless you be. on this fine yeah. Easter Sunday weekend. My goodness. That's a yes. Right. Good morning. Bye. All right, thank you. <laughs> so so what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story is personally, this is just Leonard McKelvey, Charlemagne the God speaking. There is no respectful way to cheat. The act of cheating itself is disrespectful. You're yes, disrespecting I, your wife. I, I, I you're disrespecting your family. You're disrespecting yourself. I used to cheat to feed my ego. Now I feed my soul. I don't cheat. Black Amen. men don't cheat. Amen. Yee, you have anything to say? I mean, listen, you can't respectfully cheat thinking that respectfully cheating is that you don't get caught because you cannot predict that. You will get caught at some point. So right. chillax. And that's from the podcast Watch All Black. Watch All BLK is their Instagram, all right? Shout okay. out to those ladies. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about JT, Little Uzi, and Young Miami, and Southside. It's turned into a mess here. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Southside. It's time, time. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, it looks like Southside's been having a rough couple of days on social media with a lot going on for him. Now, his father actually posted and had some negative things to say about him on social media. He said, tattoos on your face and carrying guns don't make you a gangster. Real gangsters don't choose to be gangsters. We don't have a choice. It comes from growing up poor. You are a rich bitch that betrays everybody that helped you become rich and famous. You lying to the world like you did it all by yourself. I'm telling the truth about you. You can keep trying to pay people to kill me. God is going to deal with you. I got something for your uncle. You are so obsessed with effing up my life, but God is going to deal with you, vaginas. I want the world to know I have nothing to do with you. You ain't nothing but a little vagina boy. That's now, Southside, Southside Daddy? Yeah. Yes. Why is that on yes. social media? Why don't you pick up the phone and call your son? How old is Southside Daddy? I don't know his age, but Southside did respond to his father, and here's what he said. You ready to say f me and never f with me and never speak to none of my kids and none of that sh again for you to be a rapper, like you said. That's how your mind think. You thought like that your whole life. You never really put me first. I remember mm -hmm. I never forget a father's day. I called, tried to call and tell every father's day. He was like, we friends. I ain't your daddy. I ain't really never been there for you like that. Like, honestly, I grew up calling a whole nother man dad. I grew up calling Trey dad. That's like, what a coincidence. You want to be in my life now. But shout out my dad. Let's stream his music, everybody, please. Wow. If that's, yeah. your, if that's your relationship with your son, then, you know, you as a father have traumatized your son. So anything you don't like about your son is probably your fault. Yeah, but even so, if that's your son, I mean, there's certain conversations that shouldn't be had on Instagram or Instagram Live or on social media. Yeah, clearly they you don't have your, that kind of relationship, though. You call your son and, you know, you don't want to hurt your son. You don't want to have your son looking he, bad. He, you know what I mean? He, you had that conversation with your son. He, feel, he seems like he been hurt his son. Correct. That, that well, just outside, outside sounds traumatized. Southside's father also said, truth is, you haven't spoken to your granddad who taught you boxing in 10 years. You slapped and spit on your sister because you were mad at me. Your mother's brother owes your granddaddy eight months of rent and is using COVID to not be evicted. You dead ass wrong. Hashtag ungrateful. I and he also said he, he taught him production. I tell you what, though, man, you know what I'm saying? When you pray to God to take negativity out your life, you know, he not just swinging at, you know, things. He's swinging at people and energy. Right. That is that is the, the, the source of that negativity. And it can be your family sometimes. Mother, father, brother, sister. Don't ever think just because somebody in your blood, you can't cut them off. They're not good for you. They're not good for you. So Now, Southside also said, it's sad this money brought the hate out of my dad. Mm. And, uh, you know, 
That's it. And then his uncle, Southside's uncle, said, where was he at the whole time? Mm. And then he said, I, yeah, it's just a lot of family issues. And then on top of all this, mm-hmm. um, Southside was also having some issues with how Lil Uzi was talking to his girl, Young Miami. Now, Young Miami was on live with Lil Uzi. Lil Uzi was with JT. And here's what happened. So listen, is this Carisha? Uzi, me and you don't have to be friends. I don't care, Carisha, Carisha, Carisha. That's understood. Carisha, Carisha. Carisha, 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 it ain't even about that, though. I ain't never got to see you just like you ain't never got to see me. JT told me, she like, Uzi, you ain't going to do nothing but make it worse, so don't say nothing. But you know, clearly, I run this Carisha, shut up. JT, 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 JT. If I told you tongue kiss me on this live right now, you wouldn't do it. Okay, would well you say what So I just chill. You saw what I said to you, Carisha, because you left me on scene. Yeah, because it's like it's understood. I don't, me and you right, not I'm friends, right. and we don't have to be friends at scene. But it's you... not about that, Carisha. Okay, so Uzi, you could just hang up and we'll talk off the line because it's a lot. Ooh, looks like some awkwardness. Now JT went on social media and said, All y'all want is a show. Nobody ain't gonna do ish to nobody. He was joking. F who don't believe it. Y'all chop lies up, do the most for posts. I'm glad y'all got entertainment trying to paint me as a bad friend. So bad off alive. We just left Zuma Uzi hype as ish off nineteen forty two. But like I said, F whoever don't believe he was joking. So she said trying to make like she was crying. Y'all so effing sick. It's sad. And a young Miami went on social media and said, I'm not sad or crying. Y'all got me effed up. Sheesh. All right. Well, Southside did not like how little Uzi was talking to his girl, young Miami. And he went on social media and said this. I promise you I'm going to punch your teeth out your mouth. Don't say nothing else. Nothing else to my bitch. If you don't like my bitch, don't like my bitch. Let them do them. I don't get in their We don't get in their problems. Stay the little weirdo you is. Keep rocking purses. Keep doing that bitch you doing. I'm the same that saved you from getting robbed from offsetting them. Don't forget that. I'm the same that kept you from getting your jury to when Merch picking up your jury. Let's not play stupid, my Go on with that bro. Deal with your bitch with your and stay with your bitch. That's all I'm going to say. One time I will slap dog at you. Why everybody? I know so Offset. Angry? Offset was like, whoa, Jeez. whoa, whoa. I ain't got nothing to do with nothing. <laughs> just, just a bunch of low energy mess. I don't understand and- how y'all consume this type of stuff every single day. It's like every single day it's this. Low energy mess. That's all it is. Well, Lil Uzi said on social media, that's my girlfriend's best friend. I was playing with her. She always cursed me out. He responded to a fan saying, don't talk to Carisha like that. Mm. Oh, man. (laughs) That was draining. So I can imagine how draining that was for them when all of that was happening. All right. Now, Lil Nas X is not too happy about Nike shutting down the sales of his Lil Nas X Satan shoes. And... The company Mischief that Nike is suing claimed that it has no because Nike said they have no connection with the Satan shoe and did not authorize the production of it is responding. I guess they plan to see Nike in court is what they're saying. The creative agency that Nike is battling with says they're surprised by the legal action that Nike has taken against the Satan shoe because they also claim that Nike had no problem when they produced the Jesus shoe last year. They said, who is Nike to censor one but not the other? So they said they have reached out to Nike to resolve the matter, but have received no response. So they said, we look forward to working with Nike in court. Did Nike see the Jesus shoe? Because one thing I realized about Nike is that when you get on their radar, they send out cease and desist all Bro, the time. But it don't matter. It's their shoe. That's their company. If they don't, like, they put out their sneaker a certain way and they don't want it rebranded and resold, they can stop anything if you resell their sneakers. I just said that. I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, like, they're getting upset. Like, you can't be mad yeah, at Nike. It, it shows no. me, it, it kind of shows me that Lil Nas X doesn't really 
understand business like that. Because I saw the mm. I saw the tweet that he sent. That what was the tweet he sent you. He said, I haven't been upset until today. I feel like it's effed up. They have so much power. They can get shoes canceled. Freedom of expression gone out the window. No. But that's going to change soon. Mm-hmm. And then he said, people mm-hmm. make customs all the time. It's never been a problem. Nike only stopped the sale of the shoe because a powerful group of people pushed them to do so. That's not true. People make, and I'm not, I'm not defending Nike at all, but it's like people do these custom shoes and Nike sends out cease and desist all the time. If you mm-hmm. listen to my podcast this week, The Brilliant Idiots, my co-host Andrew Schultz talked about how he did a shirt that said, just do it yourself with the Nike swoosh. And they sent him a cease and desist. That's what Nike does. I, I got one mm-hmm. too. But you I, got one too? Yeah. What'd you get one for? Okay. The what'd you get comes one for? Tell, what'd you get one for? Every long fake time ones. ago, not a long time ago when I, I owned the sneaker store. You know, so when you order sneakers, when you buy sneakers from a sneaker store, if you own a store, I'll tell you fastly, you have to buy the good sneakers and they also throw you the trash sneakers that you mm-hmm. have to buy. Right. You just can't you get You got to get like a stuff. package. Right. Yeah. So I had a trash of all these old sneakers, I mean, all these sneakers that I would either give away or what I came up with this concept is I would tell everybody, if you come to the club when I was DJing, when I was promoting, you come to the club, I give you a free pair of sneakers because they were, you know, sneakers. But the way I posted the sneakers, it was mm-hmm. a strip club. So I posted the sneakers on the strippers' butts and said, hey, first hundred dudes get free sneakers. Mm-hmm. Nike definitely sent me a cease and desist. On yeah, that one. listen, Nike sends out cease and desist all the time. Definitely. Nike don't play that. This isn't <laughs> nope. about Nike trying to cancel free speech or free expression. This is about them protecting their brand. I thought it was a Period. dope promo. It's a good idea. Right, come if, to the club, you if, get a free pair of sneakers. If you get on their radar, and they put the sneakers on the women's butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's All be right, clear, well, Je- Jesus don't make as much noise as Satan. That's mm-hmm. just the truth. Jesus don't even headline his own birthday. When is birthday? Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, Jesus is Santa Claus. Yeah. It's the Grinch. Jesus is a Capricorn. It's it's about four or five to frost a uh, frosty the snowman, yeah. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. All of them get top billing over Jesus on his own birthday. Yeah. So Good Jesus, point. they probably ain't even see the Jesus sneaker last year. <laughs> probably not. Well, get ready for Drake and Nike's Nocta capsule that's dropping next month, by the way. So if you're ready for this, I don't know if y'all got any of the gear from last time. A lot of people were really feeling it. So get ready for that. That one's official. <laughs> All right. And that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Uh, Jason Edward Rickles needs to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with him. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here, and the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Thomas, let me hold your phone charger. You got a phone charger? No, I don't. Oh. Taylor, bring me a phone charger if you got one, please. Donkey of the day for Friday, April 2nd goes to Jason Edward Rickles. Now, Jason Edward Rickles is a fire chief in Alabama. Salute to everyone who listens to the breakfast club in Alabama. We on like 10 stations in Alabama. Drop on the clues bombs for Alabama. Thank you, Dan. Dan, let me hold his phone charger. Uh, So salute to that great state. But it's no secret Alabama is racist as hell. And Jason Edward Rickles proved that after he pulled a gun on a black real estate agent and black contractors who were at his home for a real estate showing. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to WGCL CBS 46 for the report, please. You walked up to my car and pulled a fucking gun on me. I was spared my life, sir. It's my house. Only on CBS 46, a realtor's home viewing turns into horror. 
a major mix-up ending with the homeowner in handcuffs. That homeowner also happens to be a fire chief in Alabama. And tonight he is charged with pulling a gun on the realtor and her photographer and breaking their equipment. A very uncomfortable situation for the realtor and her mm -hmm. photographer who says that she identified herself multiple times, had a legitimate reason to be at the homeowner's house, but says according to them that the homeowner only saw the color of their skin. Jason Rickles is the fire chief of Tarrant, Alabama, and is selling his home in Roswell. Police say they had an approved viewing of the house and were set to take some photos before Regina's client arrived. Regina mm. says Fire Chief Rickles turned up as they got in their cars. Police say he blocked them from leaving, got out of his car, and pulled out a gun. Rickles told police he believed the group were scam artists. He says he thought Dwayne's camera was a gun, so he snatched it and smashed it. The fire chief was arrested for aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, among other charges. Now, Regina tells me afterwards a city official called her and said this isn't the first time Rickles has been accused of racist allegations. No uh, apologies, black people. I hate to traumatize us on this on this fine Friday, but this is the reality of America. Okay, salute the 33-year-old real estate agent, Regina Lee. Uh, drop on the clues bombs for Regina Lee. Regina, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I'm sorry you had to deal with that trauma, but this is what being black in America is, okay? I understand, not just because I've lived it, but I understand it more now because I feel it towards white men. I profiled one yesterday. I was in the barbershop, and this... Tall white dude with a lot of hair popped up in the barbershop after he used the restroom. I had eyes on him immediately. Of course, of course, they obliged him in the barbershop because black people, we are very welcoming people, okay? We really do, for the most part, treat folks the way we want to be treated. But I immediately started profiling this guy. I did. I asked my barber, Ty, you know, salute to Ty. I asked him, do you know, dude? You know, I said, you got to watch them white boys because I'm like, this white guy can walk up in here and shoot all of us. I did. I was sitting right there in the chair saying that to him. But, my, but Ty knew him. And, you know, and when the white guy was leaving, he gave every single barber a fist bump, which is something I do. When I walk into places and when I leave places, I give everybody a pound. It's a sign of respect, you know, acknowledging fellow humans, you know, that you share in space with. So I was thinking about that last night and I felt bad. I felt bad that I felt like that. But in my mind, I had a valid reason. He fit the description, you know, of white men who have committed mass shootings. But that doesn't mean I have to profile, profile all white men. Hmm. I don't have to dehumanize all white men because that's what they do to us. But they do it to us for no reason, okay? They've been doing it to us since we got here to justify them treating us inhumanely, okay? To justify them keeping us at the bottom of this caste system in America. And because of white people looking at us as less than, things like this situation with Jason Edward Rickles waving his gun at Regina Lee, a real estate agent, there to help him sell his little funky-ass house. Now, Jason Rickles was arrested and charged with aggravated assault, possession of a deadly weapon uh, during the commission of a felony and second degree criminal damage to property. He spent the night in jail and is out on bail. Now, I'm glad he got hit with all those charges. But when you're a black person in America, you can't help to not only be happy for those charges, but to also be happy and thank God that Regina Lee is alive. Okay, Regina Lee and those black contractors are alive. Alabama is a stand your ground state. Oh, we know that damn stand your ground law, okay? All right, rest in peace, Trayvon Martin, to hell with George Zimmerman. All right, Jason felt threatened, and he could have said he thought the contractor's camera was a gun. Okay, Regina Lee and those black contractors could easily be dead because of the white man being afraid of his own karma. Oh, don't think for one second that white men don't have a fear of black people treating them the way they historically have treated us. Okay, they fear the day we seek revenge. So when he walked in his house and saw all those black people, he immediately started thinking, oh, my day has come. 
Jason Rickles thought Regina Lee and a group of black contractors were burglars. And what if one of those black contractors, or Regina, had a pistol and shot Jason? Do you think Alabama stand your ground law would have applied to them? I think not. Okay, that's also the thing about being black. We know there are rules, but they don't apply to us. Why would they? This is the normal everyday things white people can do that black people can't just exist. You know what I mean? Having a job, doing my job, almost got Regina Lee and those black contractors killed. Do you understand white privilege yet? Give Jason Rickles. Matter of fact, let Kathy Griffin give Jason Rickles the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Let Chelsea Handler get some of that action, too. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Anybody else? Chris? Cracker-ass cracker! Oh, I, was, I didn't know Chris was here. Mm. Anybody else? Huh? Too much goddamn mayonnaise! Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. Now, when we come back, Little TJ will be joining us. Little TJ has an album that's out today, so we're going to kick it with Destin Little Destin to win. Destin to win is the name of the album. Mm-hmm. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. His album is out today. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of the album is Destined to Win. Lil TJ, what's up, brother? What's going on? How's everything, man? I'm chilling. You look like you're getting some money, man. Skin glowing, all the jewelry on. A little something. I didn't even mean to wear this other watch right now, but. <laughs> you don't mean to wear another watch. Got caught up with it just now. You fell asleep like that or something? Uh, nah. Just, no. So let's for people that don't know who Lil TJ is, let's break it down who Little TJ is, where you from, how you got into the industry and all that other good stuff. I'm from the South Bronx and I got I got into music and into like where like where I'm at, like really just all for self hustling, you know what I'm saying? I just started making music to like where I got acknowledged and from there I just been working up. What, who influenced you coming up from the South Bronx? Damn, like Drake always been like my favorite rapper. But a lot of people, like, for me, I grew up listening to a lot of, it's crazy, because I grew up listening to, like, a lot of Chicago music. It was a point, like, when I first, like, started rapping, I ain't know who nobody was. Like, nobody that was anywhere, like, new type shit. So you I was, know, like, none of the New York artists, you just knew Chicago he's drill so, music. He, he's so mad right yeah. now. I'm just asking a question. No, 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 I know New York artists, like, like, for me, I mean, at that time, like, <laughs> that was coming up, I, 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 knew, I knew New York artists, but I was listening to, like, a lot of underground, like even like the people I know in the hood right now, they don't really be listening to nine that's on the charts. And how old are you? What? Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh man! So New York was definitely not popping, popping pop when you not, was coming not at up. All. He was yeah. going up. No. Is there any pressure coming from the Bronx as, as a rapper, knowing knowing the rap history that came before you, knowing that's the birthplace of hip hop? I mean, to be honest, like, not that I don't respect it, mm-hmm. but being honest, I don't know it that well. Right. Like to like way I would know it. So it's like, I don't even, like, as me being my age, from my perspective, I don't even see it that way as in pressure. Like, I kind of just be like, like, everybody that paid the way, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like shout out to y'all, you know what I'm saying? And I and of course, I know records that's, like, for me, that lasted all into my era, you know what I'm saying? But, like, it don't, it don't necessarily be feeling pressure, but I just feel like I'm just here to represent right now, and I'm going to put on. I love it, you know what I'm saying? Because, it, you know, even you coming from New York... You're just showing a different dynamic, and you, you've been inspired by different things. And I think that's the only way a region like New York will get back to that type of musical prominence if you embrace yeah. what you are instead of trying to be what was. Yeah. I think that was the problem for New York for so long. Everybody tried to hold on to that boom bap from the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. grow. Yeah, for sure. How did you get your deal? What was the first record that people started listening in and you were able to get your deal off? It's levels to it. So, 
like literally like from the first song I could say like that first song I ever dropped was moving Mm-hmm. And it's just like Everything was like I feel like my whole career Kind of just went like this Like I never had no big Like Big ass moment In my eyes From seeing it How I see it I don't know You know what the first song You heard of mine was Calling my phone <laughs> Nah it was before that It was my Nah son. you lying though Why I mean not you lying But you probably don't know But you Definitely had to hear other. Yeah, I probably. You know what though Cause but I know I, I know one of you I, Well he says he's in your circle I don't know if it's true Noodles Noodles. Okay. Yeah. yeah Noodles been talking bro. about you for years. That's my man. Noodles went to school in South Carolina, so I've yeah. been knowing Noodles for. Noodles ever. downstairs. He's upstairs. Oh, where? Yeah, he Eating probably. Yeah, he's still fat as hell. He ain't losing uh, money. Yeah, he ain't losing no money during funny. the pandemic. Well, nah, no way. No way. Noodles downstairs. Okay, huh? so now he's been talking about you forever. So he might have played me some joints, but the rem- record I remember was calling my phone. Yeah. When you got you there, why did you decide to sign with a label and not stay independent? Because at the time when when New York was really well, they still on you, but when it still, still was on you so heavy, you could have did it anywhere you wanted to go. Yeah, I was broke as <laughs> and I had, <laughs> I had, you know, I had my music on YouTube. I was so, like, I ain't even, like, I ain't go to my mom for advice. I was just so, like, I'm going to figure this shit out. I was like, the world at this point. Like, I was just like, I came home from being locked up. I, like, I was emotional. I felt like I wasn't treated right throughout my time. I felt like, for me, I got locked up for something. I really ain't do, but you know this is what, like. What you get locked up for? What they charge you with? I got I got locked up for um a robbery. That's what I got sentenced on. Mm-hmm. The one I got locked up for was the one you I didn't, do. didn't do. But the other but one that's you what did, come so... with it. It's a hundred percent what come yeah. with it. Right. So I had to deal with it. You know what I'm saying? But it was just like a lot going through my head. So I was like, yo, f- the world type time. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really call a lot when I was locked up. You know what I'm saying? This is at a young age. So I was like, well, I already knew when I came home. I was tunnel vision. Like I could have swore to anybody I was gonna make it. How long you were were you uh in jail for? I, I mean, I got I, lock, I got locked up a couple times, like diff, different different times, like from three months to five, seven to a year. What like, changed you? What was the thing that changed you that you said, you know what, I can't do this no more? Was it your mama crying? Was it music taking off? Is it somebody in the hood you seen past? It was like, music. That was the starter kit of me just like not giving a f- about other shit. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, all right. Because to be honest, like, the only reason why I was doing the stupid shit I was doing was because it was f- up and no guidance and nothing to even look forward to in life. I ain't had nothing to live for. Now I remember the first time I heard it. First time I heard it, it was a um I think a report that ye reported in the rumor report. It was something with a girl that you flew out and then wouldn't fly her back or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a little shorty. She 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 was too. It's a little long. So story. you flew her in and then you was like you got she your home on your own. I mean nah. I mean real. Sh- like we just we just had a little like a little miscommunication. She 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 flew in to see me. Seen some girls on my phone. Got mad, overreacted. That happened. You know, try to call them people on me mm-hmm. for no reason. The police. Yeah, and Damn. I was just like, you know what I'm saying. I was just like so left field for me. You know where I'm from. You're not even calling the police. You don't even want nobody to speak about that after. So that's not what you're gonna do. So I'm just like in disbelief. You know what I'm saying. And I just it was a whole little internet moment. Me today. You'll never see that from me ever again. Whatever the situation is, we're going to try to, feel me, maneuver it another way that is not even, I don't want no negative. I'm trying to go positive, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to just, for me, I, that was a waste of my time, you know what I'm saying? It was just a lot going on at that moment. All right, when we come back, we got more with little TJ. Let's get into his joint with Pop Smoke. It's called Mood Swings. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Mood Swings, Pop Smoke, Lil' TJ. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lil' TJ. Do yeah. you enjoy the fame and everything? I mean, because, you know, you want it, but you still want to enjoy your life. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be careful, but you still want to be able to 
to spend money and, 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 and drive cars and go to the mall and do those things. Are you happy with that? Because you can't do all that now. I could. To a certain extent, I'm not just like riding around the Bronx on a drop top, mm -hmm. but... Please don't. <laughs> nah, I'm not. Yeah. But I'm saying like, I still I still live my life, you know what I'm saying? Because you can't, you can't just live out of fear, you know what I'm saying? You got to move smart and just think things through, you know what, mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's how I try to do. But I don't like necessarily like hide, like hide myself from the world. You know, it's interesting about destiny, right? Like I feel like destiny is not a matter of chance. It's a matter of choice. Yeah. So you got to make good choices. Yeah. Make good choices. Nine times out of ten, good things happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I hope you don't feel the need to keep it real and just, as you said, you know, not gonna drive around the Bronx in a drop top just because. Nah, I'm not. There's mm -hmm. no, there's no reason to that. That's creepy. It's corny. <laughs> nah, no. I think, I it think is. like the reason why I don't really like glorifying it is because people just embrace it in the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? Like the streets is what it is. When you in it, you you live in that way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then it's not something that you should wanna be striving for living in or go deeper in you know what i'm saying if you don't have to especially if it's something more positive mm -hmm. another way because it's just so much easier for your life and I, how i think about it is like you really live one time so what do you really want to do with your life you know who really knows that people who actually been in the streets yeah you know what i'm saying people who actually really was in the streets mm -hmm. did dirt felt the consequences of i it. see it right now all of like the the tough ones now you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. These are kids I used to bully that never <laughs> feel me, but they the ones bugging out right now. Mm -hmm. What do you demand about the, the people around you? Do you demand that they are on the same you on? Like, we ain't doing that hood street knucklehead. Yeah, like when, when my friends, like, it's certain things, it's certain, like, I wouldn't tell you, like, like it's no picture perfect game. It's just we know what we doing and what we not doing. Like, for example, with me saying, like, oh, I'm trying to be positive. I'm not going to let nobody come in my face, disrespect me. Probably gonna get swung on. Some going, we not, we not mm -hmm. doing that. You know what I'm saying? But as long as respecting, it's like if you don't gotta do something. You know what I'm saying? If something don't gotta escalate, it it's not, it's not nothing. You know what I'm saying? If somebody, if I'm on the street, like I'm saying, like let's say if, like you know, New York, shit, little TJ suck more, like you know, little stupid <laughs> people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that shit will never get me. Word, you know what I'm saying, word, word. So if you blatantly, you know what I'm saying, doing unnecessary. Then we might up it on you real quick, like. Why does this? Why do y'all generation right? like to invite people to their genitals so much? My daddy used to say, if a man tell you suck his, be ready to die or kill. Honestly speaking, you know what I'm saying. I'm a little Bronx, little ignorant kid. When I was 14, all that mm. other stuff that was regular on the block. You see the cops, anybody, yo, suck my, your friend, yo, suck my. That was just regular. <laughs> that was like, and, right. and but that was younger days. Mm -hmm. Once I went to jail, and I came home. I remember my first day of school back. My PO said I gotta go back to school. And I went to school and I'm in the hallway and I hear everybody, yo, suck my. I was like really lost. I was like, yo, damn, this is 360 from yesterday. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I had to go to school the next day. I was like, damn, this is crazy. Cause you don't hear that in jail. You would never yell nah, that you in never jail. No, no, you're not even gonna say the last word. You won't get your <laughs> wired. And, and by the way, that's an invite in jail. Yeah, like you wild. Nah, I mean, nah, 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 no juveniles. I don't know about, oh, 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 I ain't oh. never been no like long term feminist life and but and like at least in the juvenile jails and stuff I was at, you not they ain't even on that. Cause they would lead to a fight immediately. Nah, right? I'm saying like nah, you saying you saying you said inviting. It's not like no, yeah, like for me they're not really like embracing no gay in mm -hmm. juvenile jails. Mm -hmm. you know so how was juvenile jail for kids that's, that's listening to this right now and think they tough and think they the toughest thing out there? Break down what juvenile jail is and why they don't want to go. It's like you feel me. It's annoying. And the thing is. To be all the way honest with you, mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you would know it because like your mind is probably somewhere else. But to like somebody like I used to be or somebody listening, a lot of times they be wanting to experiment this. So the worse you make it sound is like I want to go because no. in reality, that's how I used to think. Like I wow. got sentenced to a year at what, like 14 or 15 years old. I was smiling like that's like like it was a game. You know what I'm saying? Like within the year, I'm sitting there like, ah, I want to go home. You feel here. me? But, like, you know what I'm saying? It was a game. Like, I can't wait to get back to the block. Like, yeah. But the thing is, it gets tougher. Because now you keep playing, it's going to be more time. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's not it's not cool. You don't want to wake up. You don't want to wake up in the morning at a certain time. Got to go eat food. If you miss it, you don't eat till later. Like, you starving. You just be... You could be chilling here. We could be having a good conversation, talking. And I could get mad later. For something my mom told me on the phone. Mm -hmm. And now you just eating your food, have lunch, and I knock you out while you're jaw. Stuff like that happened. Like, it's just, it's unpredictable. It's just a whole bunch of tweaks. Did you learn anything from it? I definitely learned stuff. I mean, like, it shows you, me going to jail matured me. It showed me how to listen in a room instead of talking too much, you know what I'm saying, when I don't need to. It showed me how to read people's energy. Like, I could look at you, like, if I know you and you give me a five, I could read you if you even f with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it give you that. Cause you always on point about. Shit. Mm -hmm. You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders, man. Absolutely. So appreciate. Just, it. just keep, just keep it growing, man. Stay positive, and everything you saying, absolutely do it, and you're gonna be all right. Appreciate it. Right. And, and also, yeah, stay, stay on the on the on that same path, man. Your people's called me a couple, a long time ago, and said that you were interested in real estate, and I love to hear artists coming up. Cause I wish I got into it when I was your age. Cause mm -hmm. if, if I did, I would own half of New Jersey. But mm -hmm. the fact that you went to now, stay with it, because when this ends. You gonna have that for for the rest of your That's life. Right. Your kids will have it. Your kids' kids will have it, and, and stay with it, brother. And you're only nineteen. You I only you, nineteen. You good money. I, I do want to ask you one question. As a creative, when you do music, when you put it out, do you have expectations, or you just put it out and just see what happens? I mean, no, no, no. Let me tell you something. My expectations, like if I if I if I like stood strong on my expectations, I'll be a failure. Cause mm -hmm. if if like you was to like honestly speak to me, I'd have told you a hundred percent. I'd have been where I'm at right now for my first album. Mm -hmm. Like, I was that confident about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a platinum album. And then, like, I had a conversation with my manager the other day, and I'm like, yo, bro, that shit should have been big. He's like, bro, it's a platinum album. Like, you were a new artist. And I'm like, I, I, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But, like, in my head, I just be, like, you feel me? I just want to see what that top like, you know? Mm -hmm. And you should listen to that, please, if you get the chance. I'm true to myself. My first album, I'm, pr I'm proud of it. I wrote it when I was, like, 17, mm -hmm. 18. And... Yeah, like, you feel me? So, expectation-wise, like, like now, just me knowing what I do, like, averagely, you know what I'm saying? I got, like, a standard, like, yo, I want this, you know what I'm saying? But the goal is always, like, a hundred times bigger. Now I understand why so many songs on the new album. You trying to prove yeah. something. Yeah. It's 21 that. records. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, but I got so many, I got, bro, this is a new phone. I, got, I mean, I got so many, so many. Look at my phone. I don't even really care about, this is not even the newest me. You can't say you don't care about money. That's what you about to say? Or you just don't care because you got look all that jewelry you got hey, on look. two watches. <laughs> hey, can I can I tell you another thing too? Is okay. this really like to to be all honest with you? I just keep it just to show it's like it's coming. You know what I'm saying motivate motivate mm -hmm. people because I know like when I was there, I wanted this. I wanted all this. You feel me? So I already know how I gotta live. Like who I am up to who I am. You know what I'm saying and and just show it's just up. Like that's that's how I'm feeling. But deeper than that, me as a person, I really don't give a f about none of this. Shit. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, give me a watch. You it's, got two it's, of my, them. <laughs> it's my, it's my, you feel me? It's my, it's my, it's my luck when I come in. You know what I'm saying, but give me the diamond testing. Let me check it. Let me see what's up. Nah, they real. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you that. You scared of the diamond test? Never. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get over <laughs> right now. What, what you want to hear, man? We'll... Play that what you want to do. Okay. All right. Well, here it is. What you want to do, Lil TJ. We appreciate you for joining us. All it's right. the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Sweetie has addressed the elevator video that was leaked of her and Quavo getting into it. And she said this unfortunate incident happened a year ago. While we have reconciled since then and moved past this particular disagreement, there were simply too many other hurdles to overcome in our relationship. And we have both since moved on. Quavo also addressed that video footage. He said, I haven't physically abused Sweetie and have real gratitude for what we did share overall. He said we had an unfortunate situation almost a year ago that we both learned and moved on from. Mm. I saw something so, yesterday. Aren't they both getting investigated or something like that? Yeah, the LAPD is investigating after seeing this video. This so I guess we'll Yo, know listen, what happens. I reported that yesterday when he wasn't here. I said they're being investigated about that video. Nobody listens to your room report. I should have. Forget you there. All right, now Ariana Grande had announced this week that she's going to be filling Nick Jonas's empty seat for The Voice, and she's getting paid more than anybody ever has. She's getting between twenty and twenty-five million dollars for that deal. So she'll be The Voice's highest-paid coach ever. Before that, I remember they were talking about how much Kelly Clarkson got. She got about $15 million when she joined The Voice, but Ariana is really topping it out at 20 to $25 million. That's huge. And that's big money. All right, now, I posted this yesterday, but I've been talking about this Facebook show that I got. It's called Mastery of Comedy, and it's finally dropping on Monday, the first episode. There's six episodes, okay. and here is the trailer. This season on Mastery of Comedy. Comedians, we live off energy. You get that first laugh, it's on. I'm recently single, uh, got left while I was in jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do you feel you did it? Horrible. So, keep going. Yeah, I'm not used to performing in front of like people with so much experience. And now we are gonna match you up with somebody who you're gonna mentor. I bet you my mentee gonna be funnier. Y'all so now it's a competition. <laughs> My mentee, a crush your mentee. So the okay. whole point of this show is we had four established comics. Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show. Donnell Rawlings. You know him from The Chappelle Show. Ida Rodriguez. She was on They Ready for Tiffany Haddish. And also, of course, Carlos Miller from The 85 South Show. And so we picked four comedians who were up and coming that had been working out in the clubs but haven't had their big break yet. And they actually mentored them. So you get to see the difference from when they first hit the stage with no mentoring until the end when they get... Uh, real breakout sessions. No, that's it's a, a big difference. Yeah, that's a great lineup of comics you got except for one. Cool. Oh, we love all of them. No, no, I and don't. They're all I well, don't. well. Which, which one? And they, <laughs> and they all have which a lot one? of stage experience. All of them are great except for one. That actually helped out these comics. Which one? <laughs> I can't even And they really his name. care about helping people. The one you always be looking out for, to be, she be always doing favors for him. I can't remember his like name. It's good charity. that he does. It's charity. Yeah, you charity. do a lot of charity for him. That is my boy. And FYI, I've known Donnell Rowling for so long. That's before the name. Chappelle show. Can you write him off? From when he used to live in Brooklyn from back in the day. Can you write him off at the end of the year? Donnell won an Oscar for his standout performance in Soul. No, he didn't. So congratulations. Yeah, he did. Soul won an Oscar. He got an Oscar, too. So congratulations his to Donnell Rollins. But no, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. 
<laughs> I'm excited for the show, though, because it does give really good advice for anybody who's ever thought about stand-up comedy from just the physical things that you can do on stage to be a better comic that you might not even think about to actually delivering jokes and how you can turn one joke into 10 different jokes. So you'll get to see it all go down. And if it's something you thought about doing, is helpful. Yeah, it's definitely a science in comedy. Like, people think, you know, just because you're naturally funny, you can get up on that stage. No way, Jose. You are a one-man gang against a whole room, and that can be very bad. That's, it's a, it's it a very science. good. It's, a, it's right. Oh, it could be very it's bad. a science to stand-up comedy that mm-hmm. I absolutely respect. So salute to all the stand-up comics out there. Because there's only two all things right, now, I like. Don- I like people that are funny mm-hmm. and people that bomb. Those are my two favorite things. Great, great. You see me laughing at a comedy show, that's why. I'm either laughing because somebody's real funny or they're bombing. Right. And everybody, I think, every stand-up comic in the beginning has had to go through multiple bombings to get really great at what they've done. Nobody just gets on stage and kills it. Every time. It's, not, right. it's n- definitely not an easy thing to do. Oh, today, Carlos... But there's little things... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm not going to say, today, Carlos Miller Bond Day, too, mm-hmm. man. Drop on the clues. Well, happy Monster. birthday, Carlos. Yeah, drop on the clues, man, for my guy, Carlos Miller, man. Today's his Bond Day. And shout out to... And shout out to Ricky Hughes. She also manages Carlos, but she actually executive produced this show with me. And she's the one that does like all of Dave Chappelle's stuff. She just did The Living Black for iHeart. She produced that. And so she also directed and produced this for me as well. So it was really fun working with her because that's my girl. Dope, dope, dope. All right. And that is your rumor report. All right. And, and my man TK Kirkland born there tomorrow too. TK going to be 60 years old. <laughs> is he really? Yes. Drop on the clues bombs for TK. No, he's not. You are lying. I am not lying. That's my man. TK's TK is not going to be no damn 64. I said 60. He's not going to be 60. <laughs> TK Kirkland is going to be 60 no, years old not, tomorrow. Man, man how you, what y'all talking about? He said he's a senior citizen. Remember, he goes to IHOP. TK is an OG. He goes to IHOP for the senior citizen. He's right. He is 59 years old. I know TK oh, since he was TK. 40. I know TK a long time. Me too. Man. I know TK for like TK. 20 years. That's my man. All right. Shout out to TK as well. All right, shout but why does it say his birthday is April 31st on here? There's no April 31st, is there? Yeah, don't make no sense. Past September, April, June, and November. No, it's definitely this weekend. Think tomorrow. All right. Well, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Shout out to, let me shout out, you know, I'm doing my car show in Atlanta, July 3rd. Shout to Sisters with Jeeps. It's a car club that they have out in Atlanta. Let's double you to the Jeep. Yeah, so they're going to be pulling up to there. They said they got about 50 Jeep deep, so shout out to those sisters. And also shout out to the uh, Uptown Car Club out in Atlanta. That's uh, Mars, uh, Biddy Barnes, and Coach K. They got a, a, a paid in full car club so they're gonna be uh checking in and, and coming through the car show as well i appreciate you guys i got a car club too what's it called bitches with beamers <laughs> <laughs> bitches with beamers that that run over speed bumps <laughs> doing 50 miles an hour that's what it, that's what it should be called who are you calling a bitch you, that's your car club i called your car club mm. wow damn okay you know what mix is up next man let's go the breakfast club your mornings will never be the same Mountain Dew is partnering with HBCUs in an effort to uplift the next generation of badass black innovators and entrepreneurs with the Real Change Opportunity Fund Pitch Competition, empowering students to go out and do. Visit mountaindew.com slash real change to enter. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Steve Stout. What's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, Stout? So Congratulations, man. Congrats, First of all, man. thank you. Thank you very much. I feel... I love. I I feel like home when I come here. Yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've this whole thing is played out. Well, first of all, my career is played out in front of you guys. Mm-hmm. This is uh, you're in the business, but more importantly, or just as important, um, United Masters and the idea, um, specifically on this show. 
has played out. United Masters uh, got a $50 million investment from Apple. Yeah, so break that down. Explain that. Where does the money go? Who eats off of that? Do the artists get it? How, how does it happen? First, thank you. This claps that's going to come up. Yeah, this going to pull the claps. Applause, all that. Well, the first thing it does is, you know, it validates my vision. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was saying this three, four years ago, people gave me the benefit of the doubt because of my career or whatever, but maybe I was bugging, mm-hmm. right? Maybe I was the guy that was past his prime that was bugging. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that, you know, you never know. Right. Never that, but whatever. And then, like, we broke NLE Chopper, and then they were like, okay, maybe, maybe, and what does it mean, and what does a distribution company mean? Mm-hmm. Then we talked about how the distribution of value. Mm-hmm. Those who bring the most value should take the most out of it. If technology is really working at its finest, it redistributes the value chain. Mm -hmm. And the person, the author of the work, should get a lion's share of the revenue. Mm -hmm. And that's what a distribution company does. Mm -hmm. It allows the artists to not sign their rights away, uh, in music specifically. And um, they don't have to sign their rights away and still get the benefit and the value of, of distribution. At United Masters, we added more than just distribution, brand partnerships, mm-hmm. uh, partnerships with TikTok and the NBA and ESPN, which has been well documented. So the $50 million in the investment and partnership from Apple, that only validates the vision. But it also says to every independent artist around the world that you the playing field is not level. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sign to a major label to get the same opportunities as them. It's an option, but it's not the only option. Mm-hmm. And this is the option. This is what I've been, you know, sort of wanting to happen for many, many years. So I'm extremely proud uh, to be here and talk about it today and and to be able to offer that service to independent artists all around the world. So How most did independent, it most independent oh, artists, I was okay. going to say, the reason they don't want to go independent because they always feel that a bigger label will give them the promotion they need, yeah. will pay for, you know, get the radio, the record spinning on radio, yeah. help traveling, help tour. So with yeah. this money, are you saying now... That money is for the same thing. They'll be oh, able yeah, to get the well, same promotion, the same radio, the same uh, touring, the same all that help that a bigger uh, label would. So there's a lot of things that bigger labels are supposed to do. Correct. They do it for the artists who make it, mm-hmm. and a lot of artists that don't make it don't have that. The most important thing for an artist today, and I think the most important thing for every creator mm-hmm. today, is the way they use their social media tools. Um, back in the day, if you were recording artists. You had to sign to a record deal. You had to sign to a record deal before you found an audience, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, I got a deal. Oh, now I found an audience. You actually find your audience today before you find a record company anyways. Right. So why are you signing away the rights to that? They already, you don't need the record company guy to close his eyes and say, that's a hit. The fans already told you it's a hit. Mm-hmm. You already put the song out. You already shared a snippet of it or whatever it may be. The value needs to be redistributed, and and, and it has been. Mm -hmm. So, yes, the $50 million is to invest further in technology. Mm -hmm. I believe the the modern-day music company, the record company in your pocket, which we are at United Masses, that's our North Star, that's what we are building, is you need to have the tech edge. So when everybody's talking about NFTs and blockchain and all of the different things that that are unlocked because of technology, the first thing you have to do is own it. The second thing you need is somebody to help you mine it, mm-hmm. right? We have that and further investing in that. And then there's talent, executive talent as well as uh, artist talent, which is what you're talking about, right? Which is, you know, helping artists promote themselves and be able to 
to, to, to really grow in their career and level up. So where did the $50 million go, though? Like, how is it distributed? I mean, there's thousands of artists out there. Millions. No, well, no, 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 I'm just saying, no. The $50 million goes to the company. Okay. We use it and deploy it, again, against international growth, hiring great technology, engineers, product people. So it's over Data scientists. Yeah, it's for infrastructure. Okay, it's, got it's, you. It's infrastructure, it's growth. I'm a CEO, I use it however I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take mm-hmm. it to St. Bart's. Go fishing, whatever. Yeah. Don't say that. People will believe you. But like, oh, Steve Stout says he's Steve says he'll take the album money and go fishing. At least five percent, definitely, he's taking. Yeah. But what? So no, how, okay. <laughs> but how? How does it benefit the artist directly? I guess. Because I know it's artists listening. It does help the the infrastructure of anything that you are a partner with. The better the infrastructure, the better it is for you as an artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a very important thing. I don't want to, to to skip over that lightly. I think every artist is walking around today. And they all got a manager. And the, the manager was something that came out the modern day record business because, you know, you were going to do tours. And mm-hmm. when they started to commercialize music in the 50s, you needed a, a manager. You're an artist, you're going to go to all that stuff. I think today an artist could have a manager. I think that's, that's still a value. But I think an artist needs a chief technology officer. Mm. If you don't have a technology person in your camp, how are you going to take advantage of all of this stuff? Because your manager read about it? That ain't enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you need a plug-in. You need to really figure out how you're going to get this thing done. Um, and, you know, as you guys, uh, for example, have com- tremendously uh, gr- grown in your career and gotten other businesses, you realize the power of having infrastructure. Mm-hmm. You just can't, like, say, oh, my man's going to do it. How would you get all these companies off mm-hmm. if your man was doing it? Mm-hmm. You need infrastructure. Absolutely correct. And that's what this is all about. Artists need the tech infrastructure in order to get all this stuff done. Because that's where everything is going. Is, is is to If you're the owner and you're the, uh, the the proven owner, the authenticated owner, how do you get it, take advantage of all of the different higher margin values that technology is unlocking? And you could sit there and be like, I don't care about that as long as my shit's streaming. But if you really want to get that bread, that's you'll right. actually start to understand all that stuff. So what's next for United Masters? More growth. Global growth, more opportunities for independent artists, just dominate this space. I, I just think that we are in pole position to do what we need to do to make independent artists feel like they can be the same as far as stardom is concerned and opportunities as an artist that's signed to a major label. And as long as I'm running it, um, I'm gonna make sure that that remains the case. I'm always happy to come up on the show and talk about it because I'm a kid from Queens, Five colleges in two years, didn't graduate, mm. and I put it all together, and now could sit here and say at 50 years old that I have a partnership with Apple. Wow. Um, I don't want anybody to feel like there's something about that that they can't do. Just have irrational belief in yourself, have irrational persistence, and irrational understanding of perfection. Mm-hmm. You need those three things. Just this irrational belief that no one can tell you that you can't do something. This irrational belief that you're going to persevere no matter what. And once you bring that irrational attitude towards the thing that you love, you will be successful. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. All right, Steve, we appreciate you for joining us. And um, 
yeah, it's time to get up out of here. Again, don't forget my car show July 3rd in Atlanta. Tickets are almost sold out. You know, we just can't open it up, you know, for the public like we usually do because of COVID and the pandemic. So uh, there is a cap. So definitely get your tickets if you want to see what your favorite celebrities drive. Uh, there's paid in full era. There's a Jeep section. There's... Uh, uh, so many different cars, man. So exclusive cars, exotic cars. So it's going to be very, very dope. So definitely get your tickets. I think it will probably sell out by the end of this weekend. So get your tickets if you haven't gotten them already. Right. right. I'll be there selling my press juices. You'll be there with your press juices. <laughs> now, Charlamagne. That was just me putting it out there. No, nah, you're, you're good. We, 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 your, your juices are good money over here. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Uh, well, yes, I do. I want to thank everybody um, that's downloaded We've Got Answers, that's listened to We've Got Answers on Audible. Uh, make sure you check that out this weekend. Uh, it's my first Audible original project uh, that I dropped on Wednesday. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you if you, um, if you you want something to listen to this weekend, check it out on Audible. We've Got Answers. And I want to say, too, man, uh, happy born day to comedian Miss Pat. You know, today is comedian Miss Pat's born day. And it's my man Carlos Miller's born day. We saluted Carlos earlier. My man TK Kirkland, is, uh, his born day is tomorrow. So, you know, some of my favorite comedians' born days are, just, are you know, days apart. So, happy born day, comedian Miss Pat. But the positive note is simply this. And this came from my, my, my homie, Anita Kopax. Uh, Anita Kopax has a book coming out on my Black Privilege imprint this summer, August 3rd, called Shallow Waters. And she posted this this morning. She said, prioritize your mental health over people-pleasing. Very simple message, but something you should absolutely implement this weekend. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?